What is up, people? Welcome back to the Mental Acumen Podcast with the Mac, episode number three. Hey, yo, so this week we're talking about voices, all right? I hear voices in my head. Now, plain and simple, what this means is that sometimes you be trying to do something and you hear some voices in your head, right? Things that 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 pull you down very, very quickly rather than build you up. You try to explore a new project and a voice in your head goes, nah, you, you're not going to make that happen. You try to explore a new hobby and it goes, oh, nah, that doesn't suit you. That's not your kind of hobby. Or you decide to, I don't know, read for the first time in a long time and the voice in your head goes, you don't even like reading anyway. And what we're going to do on this podcast episode is we're going to break down where some of these voices came from. I'm going to share with you a little bit of some of the things that I used to struggle with when it came to hearing voices in my head. When I say voices, I'm not talking about this woo-woo, like spiritual, magical, like voice that says, ah, thou shalt, blah, blah, blah. No, no. I'm talking about voices that stop you from being you and being the best version of you in that particular circumstance. Now, let's dive right into it. So... I remember a little while ago, I used to struggle with anything technical, right? Doing something technical for the very first time. And and every single time that I tried it and every time that I messed up some instructions in my head, it was like, oh, you're so stupid. You're so stupid. I was like, hang on. Like, why is it every time I, I try something technical, I always tell myself I'm so stupid, right? And the more I dug into it, the more I realized that that's the thing that was actually stopping me from doing a lot of other things. I'll think about starting something new and I'll be like, oh, you're so stupid. You can never do that. Why can't you do that? Because you're stupid. I look at something, I'm like, wow, that seems hard. Why? Because, oh, you're stupid. Or you don't know what you're doing. Or you're not that good. You're not a technical person, blah, 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 blah. And so when I dug into it, I came to a very interesting observation. So I asked myself where the heck that came from, why I believed that. When it was the very first time I remember thinking that I was so stupid, let alone being taught I was so stupid. And it came back to a little while, like, age, I mean, ages ago. I was trying to do something, and I messed it up. And someone was like, how do you mess that up, man? Like, you're so stupid. How can you mess that up? That, that You are so stupid. And from that point, that was the point that caused me to think about anything technical. I was stupid when it came to technical things. That was the set point, all right? And I'm going to dive into this set point a little bit later. That was the set point as to my default state when it came to doing technical things. Anything that was technical, mathematical, or anything that that involved technical prowess. In other words, the ability to get technical things right. Anything that involved that to any degree, by default in my head, I was like, oh, no, I'm so stupid. I will never be able to do that. Let me leave that for the pros. And so that began to hold me back. And what that meant was... I stopped trying a lot of things. I never worked on my car by myself. And I was like, no, no, I'm so stupid. I'll mess something up. So let me just leave it to the mechanic. Something as simple as an oil change, (laughs) believe it or not. An oil change on my car. The simplest thing for any dude to do, anybody or anyone who likes cars, an oil change is so simple, so basic. I was scared to even do that because in my head, I was like, whoa, this is something technical. If I screw this up, I'm not going to be able to move my car again. And I'm going to have to get a toad and all and so forth. I'm so stupid. So I'm not going to touch this. So it came back to that experience. The very first time I remember being taught I was stupid. That became my set point. Now, what is a set point? A set point is the minimum standard 
that you decide for yourself when it comes to a particular thing, okay? Like for example, your set point for going to the gym is, hey, my set point, my minimum standard is that I'm going to train for at least 30 minutes. That's my minimum standard, okay? For that to qualify as a training session, I've trained for at least 30 minutes. That's a set point. Another set point could be, I'm going to read at least one book a month, a new book every single month. That's a set point. That's your minimum standard. So that became my minimum standard for how I viewed myself when it came to things that are technical, right? And so you might feel like that you're stupid, that you don't know how to do something. I've got a question for you, and I encourage you to dig into this because this will really allow you to discover what your set point is so that you can set a new set point and change your beliefs. Now, next time you find yourself doing something and you find yourself kicking yourself and you hear voices in your head, ask yourself this, hey, when was the very first time I remember feeling stupid? Most importantly, who told me, who was the very first person to tell me this thing that I'm thinking about myself? Whether it's you feel like you're stupid, you're you're a low performer or whatever it is, right? or you never have a great life or whatever, who was the very first person that you can remember who told you that? Because the voices that you hear in your head, they're not your own voices. Somebody put that voice into you at the perfect timing just as you were learning to do something. And by putting that voice into you, they then programmed you to start at that set point. In other words, let me, let me break it down. Let me break it down. You were in a space where maybe you're trying to figure out where your life was going. You're trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to expand on a new skill. And before you were able to figure it out, somebody else decided it for you. And instead of recognizing that you're in a learning phase, they decided that they're going to put a cap on your learning and tell you that you will never be good at X, Y, Z. You will never be a high performer. You will never be a good athlete. You don't have discipline. You will never have discipline. You will never be able to make anything out of your life because you're not going to uni. But the truth is, at that point, you were trying to decide what to do with your life. And somebody decided, very selfishly, that they were going to put a full stop, a set point for you. And you had no choice in it. And it's not your fault that you believed it too. Because circumstances around you were telling you that, hey, what they're saying is true. And so naturally, you just took that on because there was so much surrounding evidence. The only thing that happened is you didn't get a chance to explore for yourself the meaning of your life, to explore for yourself how you learn best, to explore for yourself how you develop new hobbies, to explore for yourself how you, I don't know, the, the method you have to take to learn the guitar, for example. Right. I remember when I was trying to teach myself the bass guitar the very first time, uh, I was scared of the guitar in general. I was like, this is too complex. So I said to myself, when was the very first time I remember the guitar being so complex? When was the very first time? And it took me back to a time in high school when I was in music class and I would see some people, you know, they were being assessed on their ability to play guitar. It was part of the, the music curriculum at the time you get assessed on your skills with a particular instrument, and I just kept failing. I wasn't holding the chords right, I wasn't strumming correctly. And I remember this one teacher, I'm not gonna say her name, in case she's listening to this, but I remember this one teacher, she said, you're not as good as 
so-and-so on the guitar. So that's why you weren't picked to play on the assembly band because you're not as good. And that was, that became my set point. That became the point where I established that my skill level will always be. That became my default. So every time I looked at a guitar, I heard a voice in my head that says, no, no, you're not as good as some of these pros. I would watch people play guitar in like complex, complex styles. And by default, I'll go, oh, no, I'm not as good as them. So I'm not even going to try. And so that's what happens. Right? So there was a set point. The voices in your head are not your own voices. Somebody else told you that because they did not have the vision to see you as the best version of yourself. Now, this is the reason why you can't get yourself to be the best version of yourself because you're stuck with these voices in your head. You wake up and they crush you. That's the first thing that happened. You go to sleep and they crush you. It's the last thing that you're hearing. So it's not your fault that you've got these voices in your head, but it's up to you to trace back and recognize and find out where did these voices come from? Where did they come from? When was the very, you know what? Let me break it down for you. This is how you get to the bottom of it. When was the very first time I remember thinking this thought? So if you think you're stupid, you will never make anything out of life. You will never be able to do X, Y, Z. You never be able to get married. You will never, I don't know, have a good career. You will never be an amazing athlete, whatever. When was the very first time you remember thinking that thought? Question number two, what was happening at the time that made you believe that? Number three, who said specifically that you would not become great or, or who influenced that thought? Who made you believe that thought was true? And that's where you find that set point. That's where you find who it was. Now, once you've found that, don't get mad at the person who program this voice into your head, just recognize that you were at a time where you didn't know how to process what they were saying. Because see, traditionally, the previous generation, you know, I'm mid-20s, right? The generation before, the way that they would motivate people is they would say, oh, hey, so-and-so is really good at this, really good at that. You know, you should check out so-and-so. Oh, this person's doing this, this person's doing that. That was their way of being motivated. When they were growing up, that's how they were motivated. Because it was like, oh yeah, he's doing that. I, I can do it too. In fact, I can do it better. But as times change, as and as so many ideas and standpoints are presented to you through social media and movies and TV and music, that has become lost over time. Where it became, somebody said, hey, that so-and-so is better at this than you. Instead of that motivating you, that actually hurt you because you felt like you were being compared, right? So the mental health consequence of somebody trying to motivate you in a way that they didn't realize it doesn't work for you. That's the key. They didn't realize it doesn't work for you. This is why you can't be mad at them. So the consequence of them not realizing is that you begin to believe that as a negative thing. That's why you have to trace it back and find out, okay, when was the first time I, I remember thinking these thoughts? What was happening back then? Who made me believe that? Could it be possible that they didn't understand how this would affect me? Right? And so do not blame the people who program these voices into your head. Here's another one about dating, right? 
you get so many magazines out there, oh, Men's Health Magazine, the sexiest man alive, and you hear it on, on TV, you hear it on social media, and you, you watch all these shows where girls are like, oh my God, the hottest guy has abs, he's got muscles, he's tall, he's this, he's that. And these are the voices that become programmed into your mind. And so you might be chilling with your girlfriend and she sees, you see some dude walking by a muscle and you notice that she was looking. She's like, oh, look at that guy. Like, he's pretty built. In your head, the voice that automatically comes up is, oh, okay, cool. I remember this is what the movies were saying. This is what that, that, that TV show was saying that unless you look like that, you are not the ideal man. And so you get caught in this trap of trying to look like this ideal man. And then you wonder why your girlfriend suddenly goes, dude, you changed. What the heck happened to you? Right? When in fact, she might have just been appreciating that dude. Or it could have been lust. Right? Not going to lie. Everybody fantasizes about some stuff. And it takes a very grounded person to recognize that, hey, the things that you fantasize about or the things that you... You feel like, oh, man, that just makes me feel good, right? A lot of these things are empty because you might be looking at that guy like, oh, man, my guy is built. He looks good. I want to look like that. But then you don't know that maybe he has to keep training. I actually met a guy like this. He has to keep training to keep himself alive. Like literally, if he stopped training, his body would pack on weight like no tomorrow, like very, very quick. His body would pack on weight. He'll become lethargic. It'll stress out his heart and he will actually end up collapsing. So this guy has to actually eat a certain amount of food every single day. He has to keep training. So he's big, he's built, he's buff, right? You're sitting there going, oh man, look at that guy. I wish I was like that. And you start working towards it. You start trying to get that. But you don't realize that he's facing his own battle. Right? And the voices in your head don't really tell you that side of the picture. And so they set what you call a set point. A set point, again, is that standard that you decide subconsciously see a lot of these voices in your head have become your set points you feel like oh i can never get past this i can never get past that my life can never be this it can never be that right that's an aspect of mental ill health when i say ill health i mean it's not the mentality you should be hanging on to and it's not your fault that you have it Somebody programmed that into you. These voices in your head were somebody's own selfish opinion and ways that they were trying to push you along, but they didn't realize that, hey, that might work for them, but that doesn't work for you. They did not take the time to understand that you are different. They just assumed you're like everybody else. Right? So don't kick yourself because of the voices in your head. Because sometimes these voices will kill you, man. They'll get you to a point where you just feel worthless. But if you understand this one thing, the voices that you hear are not your own. They're somebody else's voices that are reminding you of circumstances. That's why it's important to understand what was going on at the time. Because now what happens is you'd be trying to do something and that voice comes back because it's similar circumstances. Right? Similar circumstances. There's a story about a dog. They did a test and they chained this dog up, chained it to a stump, and they put steak in front of it every single day for seven days and put a piece of steak in front of it but just out of reach so the first day the dog's trying to grab the the food and like the chain was just yanking it right and the, the dog would get hurt or try again until it just got too tired that day the next day same thing happened day three same thing happened day four same thing happened day five the dog was now scared of the pain that the chain was causing so it stopped trying altogether day six it just looked at the food 
Day seven, it just looked at it. It never moved. They took the chain off the dog, put the food right in front of it. The dog was too scared to get it. Right? Why? Because the dog had a set point. The set point was, hey, if you try to go and eat, you're going to get hurt. That was the set point. And so you go out and there's so much freedom, so much that's available to you, but you don't see it because there's a set point. There's something that was programmed into you that was not your own. So now what you have to do is you have to go find those things that are not your own. Dig them up. And then decide what is going to be your new set point. In other words, what's going to be the new thought? Instead of you going, oh, okay, I'm too stupid to do technical stuff. It's okay, cool. What do I need to do so that I kill this technical point? Or you can program a new belief where you say, look, you know what? I am good at technical things as long as I read the manual or the instructions and follow them to the T. Then you start believing in yourself again. I got to a point where I just watched a couple of YouTube videos and I said, you know what? I can change my own oil. I can do my own brakes. I can do my own fluids. I can do that. No problem. And the more that I did it, that became my set point. Every time I can't need a service, the basic set point for me was I'll change my oil, I'll change my brakes, I'll change my fluids all by myself. When it needs a major service, take it to the mechanic, the professionals, the ones that need to open the engine and do stuff like that. But my set point became, hey, I will always change my own oil. I will always change my own brakes. I will always do my own brake fluids. That became my set point. Now, if I've got to put a supercharger in my car, Take it to the pros. They've got all the equipment. They've got everything. But my set point was there's a standard that I was set for myself. And every single time I encounter this situation, i.e. my car needing a service, I will always do the basic, the basic set point. My minimum standard for me operating a car is that I change my own oil and my own fluids. So what's your minimum standard for exploring a new hobby? Your minimum standard could be, okay, I will spend four weeks giving this hobby my best. If I don't pick it up after that, I let it go, move on to the next one. Every time you want to learn a new skill, what's your minimum standard? I will spend four weeks reading up about this skill and practicing, right? What is your new set point? And every single day, remind yourself of that set point because subconsciously your brain will start believing that and start filtering out the old set point and putting in the new set point. Now, some of this can be difficult. I get it, right? You might feel like, look, I'm a little bit scared to dive into this. I don't know if I'll get it right. doesn't matter. Look, you know what? Your boy's been through it, okay? Jump on thementalacumen.com. And I think the link says coaching call or, or initial consult, something like that. I've got my laptop right here, so I'm going to check it out right now. Thementalacumen.com. All right? The power of mental health is the power to live your best life. When you finally set a new set point, establish a minimum standard for yourself, and you begin to live your best life, one set point at a time, okay? So if you jump onto thementalacumen.com, there's a link that says discovery session. Now, mind you, I don't get money from this. This is nothing that you pay for, okay? I don't monetize this. Mental health is a passion project for me. Something that's so important to me, I don't need to make money from this. I get my money and financing from other sources, okay? And then plenty of abundance as well. So if you jump on the pod, the website, thementalacumen.com, so T-H-E-M-E-N-T-A-L-A-C-U-M-E-N.com, you'll find two links. One says podcast link. The other one says discovery session. 
click it. It'll take you to a page where you're booking a time with me. We're going to go through a couple of things that you feel like you're struggling with and you want to get some new set points on. You want to move past them. And you and me, we're going to become one and we're going to work on these things. Okay, I don't care how long it takes. You and me, I got you. Trust me, I got you. I've been there. I've done that. I've, <laughs> I've had some pretty serious stuff mentally. But luckily enough, you know, I was able to deal with it. Not lucky was the grace. I call it the grace of God. See, there's, there is a higher power. Man. I believe God is real. And sometimes he'll, he'll arrest you, stop you at a certain point and cause you to, to move in a different path. So trust me, I've been there, done that. I've dealt with a lot of stuff. You and me, let's get on board. Go, get on the website, click discovery session, book a time, and let's start talking. All right? Let's start fixing this stuff. All of this is anonymous. Like I said, I, need, I don't need to make money off it. I don't need to get reviews off it, nothing. So, no more excuses. You got me in your corner. Your boy got you. All right, share this podcast with a couple of people. If you know that they're struggling with some voices in their heads. If you're struggling with voices in your own head, listen to this podcast a couple of times until you get it through. Make sure you hit your boy up on the social media. On Instagram, it's the official podcast page is at the mental acumen and you can find your boy at the simba ebenezer right t-h-e-s-i-m-b-a-e-b-e-n-e-z-e-r that's my instagram tag okay inbox me message your boy let me know how you're tracking all right quick shout out to all you who've been communicating inboxing me having chats getting on discovery sessions to really dig through these things because you know what you should never be alone when dealing with mental health it's one of those things where you always need a second voice, sometimes a third voice. Don't do it alone because you're not alone. Catch you on the next one. Done.